This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. It's that part of the program where we bring in a panel and we thrash out the day's highlights and the big stories, certainly topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Adrian Batra from The Sun is en route. Joining us in studio right now, Mike Van Solen, principal at Navigator. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, John. It's a great, great day to not be a federal liberal. And of course, it's a great day for talk radio. All right. They're not mutually exclusive, you understand. Oh, I understand. Okay. I understand. Kim Wright is a principal at Wright Strategies here in Toronto. How's Kim? Better than the Prime Minister. Well, it seems to be. Uh, that might go ditto all across the board. <laughs> and uh, now we're joined in studio by Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun. How's Adrian? It's a very busy day for talk radio, John. Was there any news breaking no, recently? No, it's very boring. Okay. Well, listen. Just tweeted that I wish I had 10 front pages tomorrow. <laughs> Just a few things happening. Well, wait a But it's least. great to be here with all of you. Well, it's nice to have you here because I've got to ask around the horn, Jane Philpott's resignation from cabinet. What does that tell you about the state of the Liberal Party? It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> okay, so you wanted to put a fire, another fire on the front page of the Sun today. This is, yeah, that would be really helpful. This is, if you read her letter, it is so devastating I mean, she goes on at the end to talk about how she's going to continue to serve as a Liberal MP, etc., but that she's lost confidence. She talks about how she, if you, let me just read, read you. Let me just crib, I'll yeah. crib the quote yeah. I think you're alluding to. I must abide by my core values, my ethical responsibilities, and constitutional obligations. There can be a cost to acting on one's principles, but there's a bigger cost in abandoning them. Canadians need the assurance that in all matters, members of Parliament will act in the best interests of the public. My decision has been made with that spirit and intent. Uh, The solemn principles at stake are the independence and integrity of our justice system. It is a fundamental doctrine of the rule of law that our Attorney General should not be subjected to political pressure or interference regarding the exercise of her prosecutorial discretion in criminal cases. Sadly, I've lost confidence in how the government has dealt with this matter and in how it has responded to the issues raised. So that's the gist of, bam, that's right smack upside the head with a shovel. Devastating. This It is devastating. I mean, this is a man, this is a prime minister who said he's a feminist, and now he's had two front bench cabinet ministers resign in less than th- less than a month. This is really, truly unprecedented. And last week when we heard Jody Wilson-Raybould's um, testimony before the Justice Committee, one of the um, things that she referred to was the Saturday Night Massacre. And that, of course, refers to when all the attorney generals for, for President Nixon fi- uh, quit when he was trying to get the special prosecutor fired and they, they wouldn't fire him. And It's really starting to truly unfold like this because now what we're watching for is, okay, who's next? Mm -hmm. And if you, I don't even have to read between the lines on Phil Potts' letter. She is basically saying to the rest of her cabinet colleagues, you sit around that table and you remain complicit in whatever um, scandalous activity has happened. Mike, you see it as a mutiny? Um, it has the potential to be the beginning of one, and I think the caucus members are going to have to account for themselves, and they're going to have to think really long and hard whether they want to go into the next election as somebody who stuck around with Justin Trudeau, Jerry Butts, um, condoned the activities and the pressure that was brought to bear on the former attorney general, or do they want to be counted among those people who stood on principle, who recognized that it wasn't right, that uh, seeking you know special uh, exceptions to the criminal process for for votes in Quebec uh, was inappropriate. So, look, I think there's a whole group of caucus members who are really uh, uncomfortable this evening because Jane uh, Philpott's letter was so crystal clear and it kind of, it's throwing the, down the gauntlet and you're, where are you? Where are you on this uh, caucus members? And uh, it's going to be really tough. 
I'm wondering if uh, maybe some of those caucus members were just waiting to ride this out and see which way the wind blows, uh, Kim. Right now, it seems like the wind vane has tilted decidedly in one direction, has it not? Between her, uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould's uh, testimony last week, which was explosive and damning in and of itself, then also the reaction of how some of the folks on the good ship liberal like to pres- are positioning themselves. They attacked her hard all weekend. They went after her as not being a team player, being difficult, all the things you sort of go... Oh, she's another. She's an uppity broad, if you will. Like mm. I was waiting for, frankly, some of them to start using that phrasing because that was about as close as they were going to get for under a feminist prime minister. She's what, hysterical. What One was, of those. She's, exactly. she's hysterical. She's difficult. What, what, what is what is really what stuck out to me in Ms. Philpott's uh, resignation was there can be a cost to acting on one's principles, but there is a bigger cost to abandoning them. That, to me, first of all, talks to her integrity and sitting around and knowing all the details of all the cabinet confidences, both on on SNC and on the Mark Wilson trial and on Huawei and on everything else that the prime minister has been, frankly, not uh, not managing well. And then she also saw the attacks and how they were managing this and not managing this. You have to wonder, though. Even if somehow the prime minister continues to survive all of this, his two signature pieces of legislation that he has actually gotten through, the Cannabis Act and medical assisted suicide, those were actually pieces of legislation by Jane Philpott and Jody Wilson-Raybould. So the moment he talks about any of them, the opposition are going to say, uh, yeah, those people left you and have no confidence in you. Well, Why should we? Justin's in town tonight at the Danforth Music Hall, 715. You're sending out a reporter, Adrian? Of course. <laughs> we will have a reporter. We will have a photographer. The issue, of course, is whether or not he's actually going to say anything. Well, he's going to talk up climate change he, and yeah, his carbon Well, tax. that was their idea today, John, that they were going to start talking about climate change to, quote, change the channel. He had dispersed a number of his cabinet ministers and, and MPs across the country to sort of pivot away from from this now, as I said, dumpster fire of SNC-Lavalin scandal. But if we go back and look at sponsorship, Jean Chrétien at least had a strong front bench that could defend this government. They could go out there and, and sort of provide cover for the prime minister to a degree. Who is that right now for Justin Trudeau? He has lost two very, very senior cabinet ministers who are articulate and smart and hardworking and all of those things. Is it going to be Ralph Goodell? I don't know. He he did More the no, we, maybe. he did the weekend talk show circuit. Yeah. didn't do a great job. Is it going to be Christian Freeland who sort of sideswiped and did a bit of a drive by against Jody Wilson Raybould? Is it going to be? I, I mean, take your pick. It would be Adam Vaughn. This is the problem that Trudeau has. <laughs> wow. He can't defend. That's him. not a deep bench. No, is it's it? not. Trudeau can't defend his own government. <laughs> right. He has barely, um, you know, any bent strength at all to defend him uh, from from attacks like this. This is becoming such an uh, uh, not only terribly managed. I mean, f- forget the forget the uh, crisis communications on this. Just purely from managing your own caucus perspective, this is this is terrible. He's losing yet another woman. Um, MP right. recently elected in Whitby, uh, Selena Cesar Chavez, I believe her name is. Um, Chavanez. Yeah, Chavanez. Thank mm-hmm. you. She recently, she also, like Jane Philpott, supported J- Jody Wilson-Raybould very publicly in social media mm-hmm. over the course of the last few weeks, has right. said that she's not running for re-election. And she's through. a visible minority woman, I should point and out. And Wayne James and was the one, the first liberal MP out of out East to say that there needs to be an investigation into this. And on top of all of this, and I'm glad that they, everyone's starting to agree with Jagmeet Singh. 
uh, the newly elected leader, <laughs> newly elected leader in the House. Who? That guy. Uh, but what is also just remarkable is I'm frankly just happy the prime minister has stopped dragging his daughter out as a political shield and a political prop because that was just frankly too much, a bridge too far for everyone. And he's got people having testimonies this week. Mm. Let's not forget. Well, all right, here's the question. And by the way, Jugmeet, uh, as well as he might have prospered from last week's developments, including being elected in that by-election in Burnaby South. Uh, Which I've predicted for quite some time. Well, that's good on you. Uh, but 13 now uh, of the incumbents have decided not to seek re-election. Nathan Cullen is... Uh, and 17 you know, for the Liberals and 15 for the Conservatives. Look... Yeah, no, but relative to the numbers, but, I mean... But yeah. Nathan Cullen has been there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He... He he also has small children and wants to spend time legitimately, not like Scott Bryson wants to spend time with his children, but like legitimately wants to spend time (laughs) with his children. Uh And it's it's important to recognize that. It's also important to recognize that lots of people who like Dave Christofferson, who has spent 30 plus years in a legislative assembly, either in Ontario and in Ottawa, deserves to get a life. And I will also remind people that when when, uh, Ed Broadbent uh, stepped down... It was also then we got Paul Dewar. It's a very, it's a very nice, it's a very yeah. nice uh, face to put on everything that's happening. But uh, clearly, Nathan Cullen and David Christofferson are stalwarts who would want to be around if they thought that party had be? any chance underneath the leadership of Jugmeet Singh. And Everybody recognizes that he has been one of the one of the greatest. Year. He great, deserves to have great a life. disappointments of the NDP party federally. Right, I think and, that's and an indictment of Jugmeet. That's basically uh, that's what it is. That's the only that way to look at yeah, it. everybody's abandoning ship. By the way, I want to come back. I wanted to veer back to the topic at hand. Which is the fallout that the liberals now are facing? And uh, Justin Trudeau is he boxed in? Is he snookered? I'll let you mull over this question of whether or not this is now the moment of truth where he has to lift the solicitor-client privilege on Jody Wilson-Raybould. Let her speak the rest of her truth by refusing. So does he actually uh, engender double jeopardy or even uh, exacerbate his problems? We'll come back and speak to that and more topics worthy of discussion with our panel: Adrian Batra, Mike Van Sol, and Kim Wright on the Oakley Show, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. It's time for every Liberal cabinet minister to ask themselves the same question. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.